take 61. We are back to recording from separate locations. Smiley. No, not a smiley face. Are you kidding? Sad face. How dare you? Oh, I'm sad. All right. Anyways, take six well. We're we're back to our locations. Geeks back in Arkansas, but man, we had a great time being together and having the sweet film meetup, recording together, meeting all you guys. So fun. Anyways, this take we have um, someone want to bring up regarding a sweet movie morsel that Geeks brought up. Kind of sad news. Gosh, we're just sad today. No, we're not. And then we have a Honey Boy review submitted from a fan that we're going to talk about. Then we have some trailers. We'll uh, discuss some quick movie news. And then Keeks saw a movie that I have been wanting him to see for a long time, and he finally got to it. Cannot wait to hear his thoughts. And then I saw a documentary recommended by my older brother, who I was visiting in New Jersey. He is now a new listener. Thanks, Trent, for tuning in. Appreciate Appreciate the recommendations. And then we have some movie reviews to wrap everything up. We're going to talk about Ford versus Ferrari, Marriage Story, and The Irishman. Really excited to talk about these three. And Keeks, welcome back. And is it good to be back in Arkansas? Miss you already. Um, Miss you, XOXO. Um, <laughs> it's... it's do you, you know what's so interesting is, so we were in Houston for the first weekend in... November. And then we were in New York the next two weekends and then in Utah. And now I'm back. Okay. First week being back. First week in December. Second week, technically. And it is kind of nice to be back. You know, it's like you miss your bed. I've been sleeping yeah. in queen size beds this whole time. So it's nice to be back in my king size bed. <laughs> hey, hey. All you, all you poor boys still sleeping on queen size beds. <laughs> Catch up. Um, uh, no, I bought, but a full, series, I bought a full. So easy, easy. Shots oh. fired. Dude, I, I'm, I'm not married, so I have the whole bed to myself, so calm down. See, and I think that's perfect. And I'm not going to lie. Like, sleeping on a full was great. I slept in a full to twin up until I got married. And then, yeah, you know, you, you just naturally need something bitter. Bigger, not bitter. Bigger. Um, but it is nice to be back. I missed Utah. I missed being with my boy, the sweet TC. It was great just to, like, be present with each other, you know, and, like, play off of our just different mannerisms and stuff. Um, hear, hearing your sweet voice is great, but seeing your sweet face is even better. Oh, man, what a time. Just great seeing you and Becky. And when you walked into the Megaplex, I was like, let's go. That Knives Out Sweet Film Meetup was a blast. Everybody that chimed in for the review, uh, we'll have another one for sure, like we mentioned last pod. And that was just, honestly, it was so fun. Like I kept thinking about it. I was like, what a, what a great turnout. And honestly, it was like a perfect movie for that meetup. Knives Out was a blast, and it's marinated with me, and I'm going to say that's that's probably going to make my top 10 for sure by the end of the year. It 100% is in mine, too. I mean, I had to th- go back and think about it, because, I mean, as many of you guys know, you know, we give our grades. We give, if you know, something sweet, sour, spoiled. We'll give a letter grade. But our opinions change as we let the movie marinate, because this is mm-hmm. obviously more or less our first reaction. So a lot of movies we've talked about already— We've maybe changed the grade a little bit, either bumped it up, bumped it down. So come end of the year, we're going to give you a full list of our favorite movies. And something that's also very popular to do that we are not going to do is worst of the year lists. No, yeah, we did that last year, and I think we're not going to do that anymore. Yeah, it's like, what was the worst movie of the year? It's like, 
countdown, but what was I expecting? Like, did I expect to go see the Irishman quality out of countdown? No, I, I didn't also sneak peek a review of maybe what I thought of the Irishman with that. Ooh. In today's and, review. And here's the thing, like, I have seen over 30 movies in theaters. Well, well, kind of. There's some streaming movies I've seen, like Netflix. Um, I count those that. as theater, though. Sure. They're, I mean, they're new movies, and you have to sit down, and you have to, like, invest. Anyways, um, last year I saw some stinkers. But this year I've been kind of like, all right, I'm picking and choosing. No more movie pass. So, you know, this is coming, this is coming out of my uh, checking account. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, I'm, I'm movie at, pass was basically free like those movies i saw were basically free it was amazing rest in peace we love you movie pass make it come back um if, if we're okay so if we're being honest if we're being honest you gotta see a you gotta get the a-list i'm telling you dude it will change your movie anyone who's listening to this who's on the fence about getting amc a-list freaking get it it's so worth I it i've seen and, so and many you, movies and you talk about it all the time i have an amc just right down the road there in Orem, like right at the canyon no it's Dude. in the riverwoods yeah the, so i need i need yeah. to just change locations like i love my set of arc i love my megaplex but but AMC, honestly, i'm sorry it's i know that's the thing is like all the amcs that i've been to you know like out in utah they're just not very good even the one here is not good but if you go to any other one dude amcs are like the best theaters i've ever been to they give so us zero pennies. They're not Disney in their uh, approach with us. They don't, you know, they don't give us that Disney money. This is pure free advertising for AMC A list. It's amazing. Okay, I will. I will look into that this next in January. It's month to month, right? Yeah, it's month to month. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. love that. Um, anyways, speaking of theaters, our poor sticky shoe American Fork. We jinxed this. Did we not? No, when you, you sent me that message. I don't oh. know what day it was when you sent me that message, but you I just get like a picture message from you. And it's it Friday. The sticky shoe from the outside, and it's sorry, we're closed in the marquee. And I shed one tear, maybe half a tear for them. But, uh, dude, it was open for like 75 years, I think. I roughly. think like. Yeah, 70, here it is. Let's 75? see what day was it. What day was it when you said to me? Friday. Friday, like, like it literally closed like this past week. Yeah, uh, yes. Apparently, it's been open for roughly seventy-five years. Town cinemas. Geez, probably my grandparents went on a date there. How tight oh. is that? Just oh, passed just... down the jeans for loving movies. Are you Thank kidding you. me? I bet the I bet the soda <laughs> they spilled is still on the floor and hasn't been oh. cleaned up. Oh, hundred um, percent. You know, it's kind of sad, but that's just kind of what's happening with theaters. Those mom and pop are going out of business. That one in Provo. Uh, just everything's just going to streaming. I bet we'll continue to see as the years go by, more theaters will shut down. And yeah. Hey, I, mean, I mean, we had I a segment, we had a segment on this. Yeah. They're not, they're not changing and not, they're not changing with the ways, but it's like the ways aren't, no one's, no one's coming to like an agreement. They're also stuck in their ways. And so just going to be the end of them. You know, I mean, if Martin Scorsese is starting to make movies for streaming services, don't you think that he might be seeing the writing on the wall just a oh, little yeah. bit? Yeah, and he mentioned that in the little round table that we'll talk about. Stop, the Irishman. I, yeah. yeah, I only watched I only watched like five ten minutes of it. So, did you watch all of it? Yeah, I watched. It. Did you Did you leave the cursor on the video and not actually click on it and just watch the preview of it? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that's we're probably we probably. Um, I watched the whole thing, but I started off seeing that, and I was like, "Oh, this seems interesting." Yeah, a little, so, little behind the scenes. Yeah, 
I normally click um, past it, but um, first off, you. okay, so I got a little surprise for you, okay, everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw this. I I was out, and because, like I've said many times, you are my you are my better half besides my wife. I saw something and I immediately bought it because I was thinking of you. Now I'm a pretty thoughtful guy. So um, in a DM or something, I'll text you. I need your address so I can send it to you. And when you get it, need to record yourself unwrapping the gift that I'm sending it to you and upload it to the Sweet Film Talk social media accounts. Of course. That's the only stipulation. If you don't, well, you gotta send it, it back to me. It's something that I love, right? Obviously. 100%. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. I, I don't want to brag, but I'm a decent any, gift getter. <laughs> you are. You gave me that sweet, sweet shirt, Travis Scott. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you gave me that, yeah. Shout oh out my. sweet, sweet. That used to be our theme song. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to that the, the other podcast. day. You could just hear it leak through the through our headphones. Um, dude, I'm excited. Thanks. I cannot wait. If it's anything Lord of the Rings or my girl Daisy Ridley, I'm going to freak. <laughs> it's, it's something you'll like. I, know, I think it's I something you'll like. Speaking of which, uh, Daisy Ridley, Todd, and Becca gave me a Daisy Ridley Star Wars blanket like two, three years ago. <laughs> That's right. Isn't, like, isn't still, it just her, too? It's uh, Yeah, The Force Awakens with BB-8. So That's great. right. I remember it's right, that. It's on my recliner. I cuddle up with it every night when I'm watching a movie or playing video games or ESPN. Oh, whatever. the things that blanket has seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it like one of those waifu pillows that Jap- that's like they're like the big body pillows that's probably what it's like but a blanket it, yeah it's super soft I love it very I love erotic it. I love that okay mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <here>. great <laughs> I can't hey, you know wait what? We're, so now fun. that we've got that little surprise I think it's ready to get a little bit of something from one of our sweets yes and we've got a review from Honey Boy submitted from this is from our very own Josh Reynolds Oh my gosh! He Go was to Uncle Josh. He was our first guest. That's right. He was. Yeah, he, he was. was. I was looking through our uh, pod, uh, our our takes the other day, and he was our first guest. And then the next episode was actually Stevo and Seabiscuit. <laughs> I don't think so. you can get any two back to back better guests. Really, it was. And actually, shout out Josh Reynolds. Um, he. I won the Ben Simmons jerseys. I'm getting tons of stuff this week. I cannot wait from you, Keeks, and Josh. You guys are wonderful friends. Anyways, so this is what uh, Josh had to say about Honey Boy. He recently saw it. It's actually showing in Provo at the Provo Cinemark as well as two other theaters. I oh. am meaning to get to this and Parasite and then obviously Star Wars and, geez, maybe two other theater movies. And I think that will be a wrap for 2019. For, yeah. for myself with theater movies. So I got roughly five more. Anyways, uh, this is what he had to say about Honey Boy. He said, Noah Juke did an amazing job. The acting was incredible. Shia did an un- unbelievable job, and so did the dude who played older Shia. Very well done, but it was so sad. I love Shia so much. So when I heard it was essentially written when Shia was in therapy for PTSD and he revisited all the traumatic things from his childhood, it made me really want to see it. I won't ever see it again, but if you love Shia... You'll love, you'll for sure want to see it. I think the end of Josh's review is exactly how I feel about it as well. Um, the trailers, I don't want to say mislead you, but it leads you to think that the movie is something different than what it actually is. Yeah. And I and, haven't seen any trailers. I saw like maybe a short clip, but I steered away. 
Yeah, and that that is the good thing though about the trailer is it's just kind of like you're like, what is this gonna be like? And then you hear the word of mouth. Lucas Hedges, who plays the older version of Shia, has already been nominated for two Academy Awards. So I think he's generally talented, and I think he's talented in this movie. But it also feels like it's you know Shia LaBeouf is like, hey, you're my friend. Will you play me in my movie? And Lucas is like, yeah, sure, I'll play you. Like, yeah, like it's kind of like a favor. Because it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like he's really trying as hard as he normally has in other movies. You know, yeah, like uh, Manchester by the Sea um, being the primary example where he got nominated yeah. for. But I, I love, I totally agree with it. I think it's definitely a one-time watch. It's so abrasive as a movie. It's so raw. You can definitely feel that he probably was just like, I hate my dad. What a piece of trash as he's writing it down and then converting it into words. And then as soon as he wrote it, someone acted at it because it just felt so raw and real. Huh. So would, would you give it a sweet or sour? Sweet. Definitely. A, uh, okay. It's like a sweet spoiled. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it just because I think for a lot of people it might be kind of hard to watch. Sure. And especially if you've seen even Stevens, you go back <laughs> and watch like from the early years of that show and you just can't do it the same. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I'm going to try to get to that this week. So again, you guys, if you guys have seen the movie, submit it. DMs are open and we will read it. So thank you, Josh, for uh, recommending. And actually, he was one of the first people that saw Peanut Butter Falcon and he told me to go see it. So great plug. Um. All right. Well, gosh, are we on to the trailers? We are 100 percent. And especially because this week has been a good week in trailers. I mean, we've got the first one that we're going to talk about, which we had a poll for as well. Um, the James Bond trailer, No Time to Die. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for James Bond. I'm not really like, oh, my gosh, I'm so pumped, so to speak. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I'm sure there'll be some more social commentary in this movie as there were kind of like an outroar. Or Bond fans, but overall, I think the trailer was fine, and I'm excited to see it. I'm st- I'm gonna roll with James Bond though in the poll. That's what I vote. That's who I voted for. I'm gonna roll James Bond, but I love Ethan Hunt. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think the out of the trailers that we saw this week, I think this is the strongest one. And yeah, I think it's the strongest one. And I'm an Ethan Hunt guy, especially lately. If you look at two different, so for me, I looked at it as Ethan Hunt. Tom Cruise and Ethan Hunt, the movie. So it's like Tom Cruise does 90% of the stunts and he broke his ankle being Ethan Hunt. And he's just, he just seems so much quicker on his feet and so much faster. And he's just, I just feel like he's so much cooler than James Bond is. James Bond, the only thing he has is that he's just been around longer. Kind of. (laughs) And that's why I'm rolling with James Bond. He's just smooth. He's basically Cliff Booth, but. Bond? Are you kidding? So I, lo- I love me some James way. Bond, but I love Ethan Hunt. It's just, honestly, it's like sixes, but I'm just on the edge of James Bond. But 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 the past couple movies, Rogue Nation and Fallout for Mission Impossible, have been an absolute blast. Dude, the fact that the the what is it that where he jumps out of the plane? That's Tom Cruise jumping out of a plane. Yeah, and he's holding on to the plane too in uh, Rogue Nation at the very beginning. It's absolutely, and he freaking jumps out of the Burj Khalifa in in Ghost Protocol. So yeah, um, Daniel Craig, you've done a great F- job. But let's, F-O-H. I can't. <laughs> I can't. 
can't, I can't think of a movie that I've been like so excited for the next movie co- to come out. I don't think ever. Like I'm like, okay, let's get this one out. But now let's see the one that Chris Nolan's going to make. Cause apparently he's kind of tied to direct the next James Bond movie with the new James Bond. Oh, that's what we want. And mission impossible. A new one's coming out in 2021, I believe. Probably. Ooh, probably. I, yeah. I don't I, remember. I think, I think that's, that is what's the consensus here. Mission that Impossible 8, 2022. No, 2021. And then there's a the next one the next year, reportedly. Yeah. Wow. No, I, I think we need it. I mean, you know, of if course. anyone who picked... They're, they're, they're great action movies. They're a blast. I think they're fun, too. I just think that James Bond is just... I don't know. It's. I've also just never been like a big James Bond fan either, so I like Skyfall. I think Skyfall's really good. Oh, Skyfall was a blast. I love Casino Royale. Royale. Really? And, and I've seen a few of the older ones. We used to do like marathons growing up. But uh, I was too young to really re- remember them, so I need to get – I need a good rewatch. I only saw just a couple, but Sean Connery, what a guy. Um, another trailer that I thought was a little lackluster was Black Widow. What are, what, are you, what, are you, what are your thoughts on this, Geeks? Yeah, I don't – you know, when you when you cut together a trailer, it's really hard to tell how the movie is going to be, obviously, because, you you know, you want to leave some intrigue. You want to leave people excited. And I think that for me what was hard is watching, like, the action sequences that they portrayed in the trailer because it seems like it, they were cutting so much and we're, we've been blessed with this John Wick series. And even Atomic Blonde does this great – which is, you know, Atomic Blonde is almost essentially John Wick but a woman – and the action sequences are so well shot and cut around, and there's not a lot of moving camera. So, I mean, honestly, if they can do that with Black Widow, yeah, I'm fine. I don't care. I don't care if this movie is ten years too late. Yeah, I'll and watch which, it. which, which I'll I'll go watch. And but I'm I'm just I, I'm the same way. Like I told you this, I thought this should have been Iron Man two, Black Widow. Oh yeah, no, I I. I partly agree as well. I don't think you really need a standalone movie for Hawkeye, but I thought this would have been a great time to submit Black Widow before the Avengers movie and even have Iron Man 2 in there. But she was in Iron Man 2. That was kind of also her. She played a partly, you know, pretty big role in that. But I just feel like this is a little past his time. And I think Wonder Woman is going to wipe the floor of Black Widow for this next next summer. Oh, really? That which also brings really well <laughs> yeah. into the next trailer is that just came out like an hour ago hour and a half ago is wonder woman 28 or 80 wonder <laughs> woman 2084 um wonder woman 1984 and what did you think it honestly felt like thor ragnarok and stranger things had a baby for this trailer <laughs> yeah it just i don't know what it is totally but it seems weird it, it because it, it's like it, it takes fun. place in the 80s yeah, but it, nothing about it seems to me that it's in the '80s, except for an excuse to like throw in '80s music into the soundtrack. Yeah, and a, and a mall. That's why. That's why it reminded me of Stranger Things. The mall. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was like, wow, we are back. Um, uh, cool Hawkins. little suit preview, though. Yeah, like at the end uh, of the trailer. And I love Pedro Pascal as the as a villain. Supposedly, I thought Chris Pine and Gal, Gal Gadot. She's just she's stunning. I just hope that we get a baby My Yoda gosh. somehow cameo with just like oh, in we, Pedro Pascal's arms. We will. <laughs> We're due. <laughs> Be a little Disney WB crossover, which also, would never I happen. I can't wait to talk about the Mandalorian at the end of December because the past two episodes, folks, I'm sorry. I got to go on a quick rant. Yeah, not good. 
There um, it is. Yeah. Uh, no spoilers, but I'm just going to say the I last two. Say it's bad. I think it's also, it's like, if you think that as like a movie, like the first two, three episodes was like the first act of a act, movie. So you got to sure. get people's attention. And then this has been like the first part of the second act. And so, it's been a little slow, but still keeping my interest. It just feels like I'm in a video game. Yeah. Which, which I'm going to watch. I'm going to finish it. But the past two episodes, I'm like, mm, that just, especially after the John, you know, almost got a spoiler after the third episode, you know? Oh yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. And yeah. everyone pre-order your baby Yoda stuff coming, you know, in <laughs> November of 2029 basically is, <laughs> I can't believe that they, I can't believe they didn't plan anything anything for it but like it goes to show they really wanted to keep it a secret and that's kind of cool yeah and oh there'll be a lot of merchandise of baby yoda if that's oh, what geez. if that's what comes in the mail i'll, I'll be hyped i can't wait i asked for it myself. four employees at the disney store while i was in new york about baby yoda and they were all like oh yeah we haven't heard anything and i was so upset mm. i think i said the last take i was so mad but Gosh. you know you can't you, you can't you can't please everyone no, no, you can't. So I thought the trailers were fine this weekend. I did still, I still haven't seen Free Guy with Brian Reynolds. That came out. Oh, you did? It looks fun. I mean, you know, okay. it's... It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I think it looks fun. And I think it's, it's um a Disney movie, too. Or maybe Fox started it, but it'll be under Disney's monocle. So, fun. Yeah. Okay. It'll be a good little come, time. Come on the pod, Ryan. We watch you. I know we we see you lurking around our uh, all around our stories and our other social media stuff. Just yeah. you know, make yourself known. Come on the pod, defend yourself. Also, side note: this had me dead. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I was on Instagram and I was going through Blake Lively's Instagram. Obviously, they're married, and okay. she's promoting she's promoting one of her movies, and it had like this guy that was sprawled out on the kitchen counter and Blake Lively's like looking over him and Brian Reynolds comments and he says, he seems nice. (laughs) (laughs) It just just made me laugh because I heard his voice say, he seems nice. (laughs) It's hilarious. It's hilarious. (laughs) There is one thing. I'm just going to get out of the way right now. I saw, oh no, I mentioned it. I mentioned it, I think, at the last pod that I saw Green Lantern. Horrible. Just so bad. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. It doesn't feel like an actual movie. It just seems like a bunch of random scenes scattered, and then all of a sudden you get to the end and it's done. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so bad. Um, Um, I just I just sent you the the post on Instagram. Hey, hold on, Blake Lively. So open it up. The first comment. (laughs) Did you see it from last September? (laughs) I know. It says. He seems nice. <laughs> she's a, it's like a dude is like naked on her counter holding a martini and she's yeah. in between him. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> random, but Ryan Reynolds, I think is hilarious. Absolute treat. So I'll, I will, I will definitely tune into free guy. Um, anyways, super funny movie news. Wes ball. He is the director of maze runner. He's going to take on the new planet oh of the apes. Gosh, you just had to say the director of Maze Runner and I'm out. Did you see any of those? I I, I know enough and I it just it doesn't intrigue me at all. They were they were very subpar. They were movies that I could watch once and that was it. It's like, mm, that's a C grade movie. Like I I could not really recommend this to anybody, but I can't not recommend it to anybody as well. Oh. You know what I mean? It's just kind of they were okay. That's my take. 
I on, don't know the Maze what Runners. he's doing here. Matt Reeves' trilogy was so good. Yeah, they don't need to, and they. I hope they don't. And he said that on Twitter. He's like, "Look, I'm friends with Planet of the Apes because there was like kind of an uproar. Like, really, do we need to rehash this again? And um, so it's, it'll be interesting to see what he does because he seems like he has a lot of respect for the Planet of the Apes. So who knows? Maybe he'll, yeah. maybe he'll get Kevin Bacon back and do that. Kevin Bacon. Do you yeah, mean? he was in the what? In wait, wait, one? wait. No, no. In the two thousand. 2001 Planet of the Apes. Mark Wahlberg. That was Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. All right, everyone, if you just turned off the podcast, please just turn it back on. Turn it back on. We, we're yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is Mark Wahlberg. Wow. Oh, that movie it. sucks. I guess it can't get worse than that one, so. Yeah. You yeah. Know. yeah. No, we can. Okay. I mean, honestly, if they got a good script, that's fine. I don't, you know, I don't care. I'll watch it. We'll watch uh, it for you guys yeah. so you don't have to watch it. Exactly. So... I, <laughs> Movie stream could be go. Sheesh, yeah. I've gone basically on my um, plane ride to Utah. I watched Texas Saint Chainsaw Massacre. I think I mentioned that last time. I don't really remember. Um, it's like a sour grade. It's fine. It's it's a classic horror, but I feel like the end is just mainly the girl screaming and running around and tripping and screaming and running around. It repeats that for like 15 minutes. It's like an 80-minute long movie, so Eek. it's fine. Yeah, it is not very long. Um, and then on my way back home, I watched Dallas Buyers Club. Ooh, which, I've been wanting to watch this. Yeah, it's actually really, it's really good. It is really good. Um, definitely sweet. Matthew McConaughey is incredible in it. And um, oh gosh, uh, Jared Leto, I think he's fine and i liked him i didn't see that why he would have won an academy award for it but i also haven't seen who he was nominated against so i can't really sure. you know, give much more of an opinion than that but I, it was really really good yeah and we're gonna get to the last one that i just watched oh, friday he, night here's the one that I i've been waiting for whiplash <laughs> whiplash damien chazelle um, Miles Teller, J.K. Simmons. Um, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I think this is my new favorite movie of all time. Wow. No. It. You're kidding. Overdrive? Dude. Neck and neck. The, the whole, the, the whole movie, like, I mean, just like the lighting and the, and the framework and the editing was so good. And then all of the. J.K. JK Simmons, anytime he was on screen, Becky was like, why am I so tense? And my heart was racing. It was so crazy. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how good Whiplash was. And his insults are so, like, they're so (laughs) soul-wrenching and just tears you apart, but they're hilarious. The calculator joke. Oh, dude. (laughs) Calculator trying to turn on a TV. <laughs> about when he gives his the notebook to um to Andrew. That's like I remember all the people's character. You've got Fletcher, you've got Andrew, yeah. Or you got Neiman, you got the Connolly kid, you've got the the main drummer who's first there and Neiman gets there. I, I love when he I love when he holds his hand up and he stops and everybody stops. Like he puts it in a fist and he's like, Were you on my beat? And he does it again. He's like, You are not Oh my gosh. Really? Smack I, him on the face. I, One, two, three, four. Yeah. Was I slapped. dragging or rushing? Dude, I'm so glad. I knew you were going to love this movie. I Holy knew it was going to just captivate you. And it was going to be, I mean, we're going to do our top 10 of 10 at the end of the year, folks. 
And this is very, very high up my list. This is one of the best films the past decade, you know, I wouldn't say, yeah, definitely ever. I mean, on IMDb, it's a top top 50. I'm going to say this. It's it is it is free streaming on IMDb TV. That's how I watched it. You can watch it on IMDb TV, something like that. You can stream it. Brad, just absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. There's nothing else I can say. It's it's the sweetest of sweets. <laughs> uh, that's like our new highest grade. Is the sweetest of sweets. It is Golly. a TC grade. Huh? Did you like Get it? You, and you like the ending. Oh, I love I mean, the obviously. ending. Yeah, yeah, me too. No, I loved the ending. Love how um, it kind of came full circle with no no spoilers really. But I mean, if you haven't seen this, get to it, people. The runtime have to. The runtime's great. It doesn't drag. It's an hour forty five exactly. minutes. Exactly, it's perfect. It's, it's just, almost perfect. Yeah. I, I my only I guess critique is how they get from the falling out to the performance seemed a little abrupt, but then you realize why that happened. And so mm-hmm. it it all resolves itself. Like that little doubt that I had, I was like, "Oh, well, okay, that makes sense." Yeah, and yeah. So those are all my streaming. Okay. Now we need to hear about yours. We got we got to hear. What'd you watch? Perfect. So this is a documentary. This is uh, from our new listener, my older brother Trent. And I also got to correct myself. I said he's the bag of shredded cheese guy. He's not. He's a block of cheese. So Trent, correcting that. <laughs> I'm a block of cheese guy too. You just get a treat cheese grater. You shred the cheese with my gosh. It w- melts way better, tastes way yeah. better than the process. And, and, and the texture of the, the shred cheese is a little, little funky. Also, when I said orange juice and milk, folks, I'm not mixing orange juice and milk. I'm drinking orange juice and I'm putting milk on my cereal. So there's some clarification on that. Love, love me that. Then, then you brush your teeth, right? Oh, of course. Don't brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. Wow, orange juice. Toothpaste. Okay. Yikes. Easy, easy. The, no the worst combo ever. Um, okay, so anyway, so Trent has the Disney Disney Plus bundle. God bless you, Trent. And uh, he called me. He's like, dude, you have to watch the 30 for 30 about Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz, which if you do not know about this, I love 30 for 30s. I'm a sports guy. This is about how UFC started. And Kamif, have you watched much of UFC? Hardly any. Yeah, no. I'm going to say no. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. And it, it, it just it grew. It got so popular. So in 90, 1993, it started uh, roughly around then. It was three just, it started? It was just crazy, yes. Oh, crazy. wow. And um, like it was just like barbarians fighting each other. You know what I mean? They had like no rules. Like people would walk out in gloves or shoes. People would have shirts on. It was just, <laughs> it was just wild. So anyways, um, they started this and yeah, 1993 was when it was founded. Just I had to clarify that. Oh. And then uh, I started to catch ground. Like people would be like, all right, we're buying this on pay-per-view. I mean, it just started to hit the ground running. And then I started to go bankrupt and Dana White, the now president, um, bought it with some for, for the with the Fertitta brothers, they were casino owner, owners in Vegas. They bought it for two million, and then just in 2016, they sold it for four billion. Four billion with a B. Yes, yes, with a B. Two million to four billion. It's that big. Yes. Like, and so, this anyways, isn't me 
you know, fake outrage. I'm like, I, I, I literally did. Like, I knew it was popular. I didn't know it was that popular, though. Yeah, I mean, it really took off in about the early mid 2000s, and that's what this 30 for 30 does. It really describes how Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz, these two fighters who were friends, had the same training camp, just basically started this new era for the UFC. And it was really cool because, I mean, in high school, some of my favorite memories is I'd watch UFC with my older brother. We just loved it. We just fell in love with the fighters, and we'd have pay-per-view. We'd buy everybody over. We'd do Cafe Rio, and we'd watch these fights, and it was a blast. And so to help it as well, kind of a TV with TC moment, is they introduced a reality show called The Ultimate Fighter. And what I remember that. Is, I do remember that show. Yeah, and it was basically like The Bachelor, but with fighters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And like, it was very the dramatic. Famous, there's like the famous clip of one of them like tearing a door down. Like yeah, like Rampage Jackson. rips it off its hinges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, super over the top, but I mean, this was a great way to portray how like UFC is. And so they get these random fighters. The two coaches would coach their teams, and the winners would fight. And then the coaches would also fight on a fight card. Oh. So it was a great way to just build bad blood. And that's what Dana White said. He's like, hey, he's like, I love Dana White. He's like, everybody loves fighting. He's like, even if they say that they don't, they're lying. He's like, it's in our DNA. We've been fighting since the Gladiator times. I'm like, you're true. You're, you're not wrong. That's like, so I don't cool. like to fight, but I like to watch fights. <laughs> like, um, like a proper I, I'm not going to lie. You know? There are some videos of me um, fighting at lunchtime. With some of my friends during high school, and I would tap out within like five, ten seconds. So, oh we'll, yeah, may, you yeah. know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll find those, pull them out of the vault, pull them out Please, of the I, sweet I, film let's, talk let's vault, and show the, them to you. Let's slap it up on the IG story. <laughs> so, anyways, it was a great documentary. I really, really enjoyed it. Just learning about kind of the business behind UFC, how it all started, and just basically how these two guys kind of marketed the UFC to be what it was. Like they were huge. They were pivotal and they're old now. And they actually fought last year for the third time. And one Tito's or Tito Ortiz, he's 43 and Chuck Liddell's 48 and Tito Ortiz knocked out Chuck Liddell in like four minutes, three minutes. It was ugly. And it had 25,000 pay-per-view buys and it wasn't for the UFC. This is another MMA and it was the lowest pay-per-view event ever. So kind of crazy. Oh. But, uh, I mean, these guys rushed it in. It was a really good documentary, and it was kind of crazy to see their background and how the UFC started. So, anyways, that is my documentary TV with TC segment. Trent, thanks for the shout-out or the recommendation, and that's your shout-out. And oh, just great memories that. with UFC. So, I'm going to give it a sweet rating. I'll give it an A, and I love 30 to 30s. They're really interesting. I, you know, one of my favorite ones is the two Escobars, where it's like Pablo Escobar yeah, in the 80s. Yeah. And the other Escobar who like like committed an own goal and uh, basically Pablo Escobar like yeah. had him assassinated for doing that. Yeah, yeah, nuts. Pretty pretty dark. So if you guys have the Disney Plus bundle, which I'm sure a lot of you do, check out some Thirty Thirties on ESPN Plus. They're great. Oh yeah. So, um, that's yeah. it. Did you stream anything else? Uh, no, that was it. So I'm ready. I'm ready to get into some movie reviews. Oh. Here we go. We are going to get off. We're going to start off the first one. Um, we're getting into award season, everyone. So I think at the end of this month or middle of this month, we'll get you like a, or maybe beginning of January, we'll get you a uh, Oscars predictions list. We'll give you our oh, best films of the year, what we think will win best picture. And we're going to talk about two that might win it today. But the first one we're going to talk about 
everyone has really been loving, and we'll just start off right here. Ford vs. Ferrari, <laughs> directed by I'm James so- Mangold, starring uh, James Mangold, also directed um, Logan, for any of you guys who don't maybe recognize that name. Um, the Wolverine movie, the most recent one, and starring Christian Bale and Matt Damon, along with our boy Johnny B, Johnny Bernthal. I hope you guys, I hope you know who we are. If, I don't care if anyone else doesn't know who we are. John Bernthal, please come on the pod. We love you so much. Oh, love, love, love Johnny B. Oh, I, I know you Gosh. love him. And since you love him so much, I want you to start off. Why don't you give us your review and the summary? Um, so this is a movie about Carol Shelby starring Matt Damon and Ken Miles, Christian Bell. And it's basically Ford versus Ferrari. I mean, that's what the title of the movie yeah. is. Ferrari, <laughs> that's really good Ferrari is like winning and taking over. They're like, you know, they're winning the Le Mans. They, they're just, they're just known for winning. And Ford is just kind of just Ford. It's like these kind of, they're good cars, but yeah, they uh, make ugly little cars and ugly little factories. That's a, exactly like a quote from the movie. Yeah, exactly. And so um, they decide to put their hand, you know, their hat in the race of the Le Mans, and they do it. And that's basically how everything unfolds. They want to make a racing car out of in the Ford. And I know you didn't really like this movie, which we'll get to, but I thought this movie was great. It's a total dad movie. This is a dad movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! It's the king of. I mean, I don't know if you're listening, but Dan Healy, I know you loved this movie. Oh, I know it's your favorite movie of the year. Easily. Just it. Todd, so, <laughs> let us know. We gotta know. Uh, I lo- I really enjoyed this movie because I like James Mangold. Well, obviously what he what he did with Logan, and I really like the actors Christian Bell and uh, Matt Damon. At first, I was like, I don't know if I can I can handle this Christian Bell accent with Ken Miles. Then it grew on me. It actually really did. Yeah. Um, but I loved the story because I didn't know much about this story. And I was looking at racing is something that's just like it's there just aren't movies made about racing. I don't feel like and if it is, it's totally Dominic Toretto. It's totally fantasy. That's (laughs) what I want, though. Are you? Oh, I would have much. I frick. I'd rather go see um, Hobbs and Shaw 12 times in a row at the theater than go watch this again. Wow. Which I disagree (laughs) with. All right. Hot take. Okay, whatever. (laughs) But I'm going to I love the performances in this film. I thought uh, it didn't drag for me. I, I was in tune. I was interested. I, like I said, the story is is crazy. So if you guys have not seen this movie, go go check it out. Eric did his little movie review on it that we mentioned a couple pods ago. Uh, I'm going to give this a sweet rating. This is definitely going to get a letter grade A from me. Uh, this is going to be in one of my – at the end of the year, it's going to be one of my favorite movies of the year for sure. I would say kind of a spoiler. Um, I know kind of spoiler talk right here. I know Ken Miles eventually does die just a month after Le Mans, after Le Mans race, and uh, I I would have preferred if they didn't show the accent happen in the movie. If, if it would have been better, like with the end credits. That's my take. But uh, like oh, obviously, yeah, I, I just was like, oh okay, like I didn't know that, but I thought it would have been like more appropriate so to speak just to be like hey he passed away just a month after and like had him and carol shelby just like the classic like yeah caption at the end yeah and they did do that but they didn't uh, yeah i I know what you mean though they should just have it be the caption have it show pictures of them i thought it should have ended with him and um ken miles walking off after le mans which is crazy that's a true story that's actually how it ended that's how it happened yeah 
with those. And, you know, I, 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 thought, I this, thought that was a, sh- I thought that was a shoot. And I was like, no way. And then after the movie, I was like, wow. Okay. That kind of sucks. So anyways, that's my review. Keeks, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you thought. And I, I, you know, here's my thing is I don't, I, I recognize that this is a good movie. I recognize that this is a well-made movie. The directing is great. I mean, I can't imagine having to be able to direct cars racing so quickly and have it all be so real. So I recognize the effort and the feat that it was to direct a movie like this. I just thought it was boring. I thought the first half of the movie was so boring. I was sitting there. I'm just (laughs) waiting, you know, to like something to kind of pick up. I'm enjoying the characters. I'm enjoying, you know, the lesson of everyone has to report to somebody. So everyone's working to impress the person above them. No one works to impress themselves. I liked that message of the movie and how Ken Miles worked to impress himself. But it's just hard seeing Carol Shelby fall into that. And it, it, I, I give it a B plus. It's, I, it is sweet. The movie is sweet, but I give it a B plus. It's a little boring. I think it's overhyped. Um, but you guys should still go. It's yeah. It goes. If you've been interested in seeing it, maybe go see it, but don't rush to it. I'd even say maybe it's spoiled too or not spoiled sour. Wow. Wow. Okay. You know, and I, I respect that take. I, I just, I didn't find myself getting bored in this film. I really liked the dialogue and kind of the buildup, the conflicts that happened with them building this car um, and Carol Shelby being, you know, pivotal with building the GT40 is alongside Ken Miles, who was the mechanic and, sh- and then down and astounding uh, race car driver. So I, li- I yeah. really like this movie, and I would totally watch it like with my dad. <laughs> or, or my, my dad thought he I loved it. So. <laughs> or I'd just go drive up to Heber, just kick it with Dad and Patty, and watch it with them. Freak. Just do so, donut, donuts in the part in the snow. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was a good movie. And I'm glad I watched it. But uh, Hobson Shaw definitely, definitely is a different type of vibe. It's a good vibe. It is. Yeah, yeah. it definitely yeah. is. And it's. I mean, it's not horribly boring. It just, it just wasn't what I, you know, didn't yeah, love thought, it. Didn't grab I my thought John, like I thought it John would. Bernthal and Josh Lucas for sure were great. You know what I mean? Josh Lucas just played that jerk really well. I couldn't believe it. I yeah. ugh. It was a little over the top at times, but I I thought John Bernthal was phenomenal. He was totally on team Shelby and Miles is awesome. I did like that. Yeah. Um, Do you have any other thoughts about uh, Ford versus Ferrari? No, I say go see it. Sweet grading, letter A from me. Um, But if 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 you don't kind of, it is two two and a half hours long. It's it's a pretty long movie. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All right, I can't wait for this next one to talk about. Yeah, we don't. I, you haven't told me your grade. I have not told you my grade. This is Marriage Story, directed by Noah Baumbach. Who he's? I honestly didn't know much much about him. I just heard his name, and I knew that he's a pretty acclaimed director. He'd been nominated uh, nominated for an Academy Award, and it's the story of basically a couple going through a divorce and kind of the toll that that takes on a couple when you're going through that process. And I'd never seen a movie tackle this before. So it was yeah. really interesting. And it was interesting because there's a child involved. I mean, I think you and I both know people who have been through divorces. I think everyone knows somebody that's been mm-hmm. through divorce. And a lot of times the kids are not involved, which is nice. You know what I mean? That definitely kind of divorce is a nice in general, but you know, it definitely brings a new, yeah, throws a wrench into things. Yeah. But, I, dude, I I loved this movie. I thought yes. the performances 
by Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson were incredible. There are Eddie, some scenes in this movie where I was like, yep, they're, they're, like Adam Driver or uh, Scarlett Johansson or both of them are going to win the Best Actor and Actress sure. at the Academy Awards. Yeah, and you almost felt like a fly on the wall of like a real argument, real um, real love for one another. And, you know, people people said they cried at this movie, which I can see, which I can understand. I didn't find myself like tearing up and getting like super emotional, but I was like, wow, I could really appreciate these performances. The story, I actually listened to a quick interview of Adam Driver uh, talking about this movie. And he said, I dreaded like every scene. He's like, and that's a good thing. He said, I just was dreading just filming that part because, and he's like, you know, in movies, when you dread a scene, like that can be a good thing for how well written a movie is and directed. So I thought that was interesting, but I'm going to give this movie I'm going to give it a sweet grading. It's on Netflix. I didn't even know it was on Netflix till like the day. It came yeah, out. I thought that I thought that I had mentioned that. So when you told yeah. me you're like you're like Marriage Story on Netflix. I'm like, yeah, yeah where have you been? Yeah, it's out today. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm I, I, I am. <laughs> and sweet grading. I'm going to give it a letter A. And it didn't feel like too fake. It felt real. Like these are two people who really actually kind of love each other still. Obviously they had differences. But they want yeah. the best. They want the best for their kid, their child, and they want to. They want to spend time with him because I think he's eight years old, and it's just kind of crazy how lawyers get involved and they want to win, and they also want to be civil. So it didn't feel fake. It felt like pretty reeled in and legit. Now I've never been through a divorce, but it felt pretty real. You know? Yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah, oh, frick, I just, my dog just bolted up. No, it wasn't anyone at the, come here. Come here, dog. <laughs> I freaking dog. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, how I felt is, uh, looking back at the movies that I've seen this year, every scene that started with either of them or both of them in the same room, I was like, where is this going to go? Yeah. Like, you kind of feel like you know where it's going to go, but everything feels so new, but it's all so cohesive. And it's all so, it all fits in so well together. And, I hope Noah Baumbach gets his um, gets his first Academy Award with this one because Marriage Story is such an easy watch, and the sweetest of sweet gratings. I give it an A plus. Wow. It is a sweet movie, and I think anyone who sits down to watch it will be tied in, and they will be hooked the whole time. I would say I think Adam Driver gets Best Actor, but I still think it goes to Joaquin Phoenix mainly because Joaquin Phoenix should have won for her and even the master, but he didn't. So they're just going to give it to him. Like they gave it to Leo for the Revenant. If I'm yeah, being honest. Yeah. yeah. No, he's too, um, man. And like Scarlett Johansson and Adam driver, their, their chemistry was so good. Yeah. Was, oh. and right, dude, right out of the gate when kind of a spoiler, but it's, it's right. It's like the first two minutes when they're reading those notes about each other to the therapist. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, them oh, Chekhov's uh, notes. I was like, oh, this is nice. And then they're like meeting with that, you know, marriage therapist. And she's like, nah, no, no, I don't want to read my, I was like, oh, okay. Like, here we go. This is, this yep. is the movie. And that really pulled me in just right off the bat. Cause I was like, what happened? How, how did this all come to be? Like, I thought they loved each other just from the, from very beginning. I was like, oh, this is kind of happy. Like I thought it was going to be a total kind of build up, but it was just boom right away. They were separated, getting divorced. Yeah, and that's what I think was did such a great job is it, 
you know, it's in every movie you're trying to figure out how do I portray these characters to the audience without telling them. And in this case, they were able to tell us who these characters was characters were, but in a setting that would make sense for the movie. So it's like they're in therapy, so they're reading they would be reading these notes, even though they didn't actually read the notes. And so yeah. I think that was so great in the first minute, you're like, Okay, I know exactly who these people are. Perfect. And then it and then it comes full circle, baby. It does. Oh my gosh. I can't remember like the last time I'd say maybe La La Land was the last time that like performances like these really got to me. And I was just like, what is going to happen with these characters? Yeah, no, this was such a such a good watch. I'm glad I watched it. So people, it's on Netflix. Really take the time to watch this and admire a great movie and great, great performances. And the the, what had me dead was the evaluator. When he cuts his arm, he's like, are you okay? I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, thanks for the water. Appreciate it. <laughs> so weird. Like, so awkward. I loved it. Um, I hated so, yeah. the lawyers. It just made me hate lawyers, too. Right? Right? Right, Leota. Oh, Played is that who that was? And Laura Dern. Yeah. Also, yeah. side note, Wallace Shawn was in it as one of the, like, people in the theater company he's the guy that plays the baldish dude in a princess in the princess bride yeah like, yep. his voice is so distinct around <laughs> yeah. and i yeah i i really liked seeing him in it he shouldn't get a nomination for anything but maybe nomination yeah. for cutest guy that i like seeing in movies sure i'm i'm all in for that we'll give him an award we'll send yeah. it to him uh um, so dm us your address and we'll get it to you yeah marriage um, story what a time Dude, good, good I think watch. we, we got to finish it off. Let's let's wrap it up. I, um, you you, you got it. You 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 give us the start. Irishman. I mean, Scorsese. You guys know who Martin Scorsese is. You know who Robert De Niro is. You know who Al Pacino is. You know who Joe Pesci is. The sticky the sticky hand bandit or whatever they call hey, themselves. I don't remember. Hey, you know who Ray Romano is. <laughs> Ray, come on, ma. I love. I I hear you paint houses. Do you paint houses? Yeah, I paint houses, and I'm also a carpenter as well. That was my attempt at a at an accent. Was that bad? It, it was. It was kind of rough, but you know, I really appreciate right. the attempt. All right, you know, um, I tried. you know, I was looking forward to this movie, and I'm glad this was on Netflix because it's a three and a half hour long movie. I treated it kind of like a mini series. I watched it over two days. Um. I can sit down and watch a three-hour movie, but this one I was just like, "All right, I'm getting tired. Let me watch it the next day." But I loved it. I thought it was great. It's based on it's it's on, it's based on a true story. I mean, Jimmy Hoffa, the Such union a cool leader, cool idea you, for a movie too. Yeah, the union leader of the Teamsters, and I thought Al Pacino played a really well done Jimmy Hoffa. I don't know much about how Jimmy Hoffa was as a person. If he was like kind of outrageous or whatnot, but he seemed like he was a really good public speaker, that type of guy. Uh, and I loved how it says at the very beginning, and this is based, this is true. This is what Frank Sheeran had to say. The Irishman played by Robert De Niro is that when he first talked to Jimmy Hoffa, he said, so you paint houses, which meaning is code for the mafia. So you kill people. Yep. And, and you kind of see what he means by painting houses. Exactly. And so there's well, – what, what happened was Jimmy Hoffa you know, basically worked with the mafia and Frank Sheeran, the Irishman, who would kill a lot of the rivals to Jimmy Hoffa to kind of secure his position. And um, they used a lot of the pension money 
yep. that was from the union to kind of you know funnel that in to the mafia and their pay and their protection. And then uh, Jimmy Hoffa went to jail for what was it, six years? Yeah, six or seven years. And and then I think that pension money like a, went missing, and the mafia were upset about that. And and they haven't found his body. They still have not found nope. his body. There's a lot of, um, you know, conspiracy theories of who did it and why. But in this book called So You Paint Houses, written by Charles Brandt, Frank mm-hmm. Sheeran, you know, in his last moments says that yeah, I killed Jimmy Hoffa. And I think he did because if you're on your last moments of dying – you kind of want to get some things off your chest. So, I, yeah, I think so too. And, and I like how it's in, there's a roundup. There's like a round table discussion with the three leads and Martin Scorsese about the movie and about, you know, Jimmy Hoffa and about what the movie meant. And Martin Scorsese basically said, he's like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a movie about memory and about age. You know, you're, you're trying to recount what's happened in your life. And, the movie has a very non-linear story to it where, um, uh, oh my gosh, what is his name? Um, Frank Sheeran and then Joe Pesci's character, I forgot what his name is. Russell, Russell Buffalino. Yeah, Russell, Russell Buffalino. They're on a trip to go to Russell's nephew's daughter's wedding or something like that. Yeah. So it starts off with that, and then they're also going back to you know Frank moving up as a house painter. And a carpenter. And then it also is moving forward in time with uh, Frank in an old folks home being interviewed. So I like how it ables to blend that all really, really well. I like that too. And I thought the de-aging wasn't too distracting. I thought it looked pretty good. Um, The one scene that I'll say was really rough was when his daughter comes home and talks about how she was like pushed in the, in the grocery store. So he goes over and starts (laughs) to like kick that dude. Like, all right, so this is like 75-year-old Robert De Niro de-aged, moving Just, like 75-year-old Robert De Niro trying to yeah, beat this dude up. Yeah, go at ham. That was um, rough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't mind that scene. That just kind of really depicted of how aggressive Frank Sheeran was in kind of that environment of those, you know, the children that grew up in. But no, I didn't mind the de-aging. I really liked what you mentioned, like how it went flash forward to present time to flash back. You know what I mean? Yeah, and all these kind of cycles. There were three cycles, you know, going back to Frank Sheeran's life with him kind of upbringing in the mafia to the present time, and then to the future time when he's obviously in the wheelchair, you know, coming to his death. So, I think this is a great watch, especially if you're a big fan of Martin Scorsese and Goodfellas and some of those. I'm going to give this an A plus. I love these type of stories. These type of um, you know, based on a true story, I, I read up on Jimmy Hoffa. I found a video like a couple months ago, actually. And I was like, oh, shoot, this is what the movie's about. So it kind of got me excited as well. Oh, okay. Grading, um, and the performances were awesome. I wouldn't say it's as good as Goodfellas. They're different. But I really enjoyed this watch. Like, I would watch it again for sure. I almost think they should have made like a miniseries out of it. Like a five-hour and just kind of even built up more more footage. That would have been fun. That's no, how I felt. I, dude, yeah. I did not feel like this movie was three and a half hours long. Like, I was just enjoying the ride. Like, I was enjoying them going around and just being in rooms talking with each other. And, you know, Russell being... And it just showed, like, the intricacies of how upper 
like upper class living is. You know, it's like you've got these people who seem like really good men and are doing kind of slimy things underneath. And it talks about how President Kennedy was assassinated. And then when they're talking about, you know, going to talk with Jimmy, basically Frank tells Russell, it's like, I can't do this. And, and Russell says, from the higher ups. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, they wouldn't do that to Jimmy. And it's like, if they did it to a president, they'll do it to the president of a union. So it yeah. shows that, like, you've got these mob bosses, but they have bosses. And who are their bosses? And it's kind of the, the, the downbringing of, of masculinity of these men trying to protect each other and trying to one-up each other and, like, you know, like, trying to measure penises, basically. It's like, who's, you know, mine's bigger, mine's bigger. They go off trying to one-up each other. And, and you see how it affects their families. Like, his daughter resents him, and he can never get that back. His other daughters couldn't trust him because they were always so worried about protecting each other and being manly and showing off their strength that they weren't able to actually look at the emotion until it was too late. And even then, they just had to do what they had to do. Yeah, and I think it was it was either Frank Stern's life or Jimmy Hoffa's life. And he's like, all right, yeah. I'm going with it. And it's, either, will, it's either today or tomorrow. Like It's just it's yeah. only a matter of time. No, I, I love that. Great, great, great insight. And I will say this, Anna Paquin, she had, I think, six words total in a film. But I thought her body language and her mannerisms were incredible. It's it, it's she and, there, you know, the biggest one of the biggest rules in filmmaking is show, don't tell. And that's why she Seriously? had it, That's how I felt. I mean, I could see if you you wanted like some women to have more lines in the movie to be more present. But. I, I don't think that was so I, I don't think it was a movie celebrating masculinity. It was more of like a it was oh. a story. Yeah, it's that's and it's more than that. It's like this is what happens when, you know, you try to be bigger and badder than the person next to you. It affects everyone around you, the women, the children, the men, everyone. And it yeah. comes right back around. Yeah. Or you live long enough to like it's like, well, everyone I know is dead because of me and I can't get any of this back. Yeah. So I heard you paint houses. Unreal. Mm-hmm. I want to. I almost want to. I want to read that book now. Yeah, Crazy. it is interesting. And you know what? I, I gave this movie originally an A, but I gotta bump it up. I, I can't. Gotta do it. I I can't think of anything I didn't love. And being three and a half hours long, I'd almost say that it, it, it was just paced perfectly. It's an A plus. It's sweet. If you guys have been curious about seeing it, said you can watch it in one sitting. I didn't. I loved it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I, I it was an absolute absolute ride. You already know my grade. Yeah, I thought it was phenomenal. So this will definitely be in my top five, probably. Yeah, I, I, I actually I actually kind of really want to rewatch this. And I thought the scene with with Jimmy Hoffa and Tony Pro. You don't you don't dress in a suit to a meeting. We're in this Miami. Movie is funny. It's, it's it is funny. Like that that scene was tense. And I was like, I was like Al Pacino's right. Jimmy Hoffa, you got to dress to a suit at a meeting. Yep, it's, it's true. And then the the fish. What, what is? Why is there a wet spot in here? Oh, I had some fish. Where'd you get the fish? Oh uh, yeah, from the and, and that that's 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 real too. That actually happened. Oh really? Like the back seat was wet. Yeah, he was supposed to have a meeting with Tony Pro and um and Frank Sheeran was in there because I love he felt this. I love this little that. research you've been doing. Are you kidding? Yeah. So it's it's kind of crazy how how beat for beat. I mean, Martin Scorsese obviously read the book. I'm sure. I'm sure. And it's beat for beat pretty accurate. And like I said, they still don't know where Jimmy Hoffa's body went, but Frank Sheeran revealed like, Hey, we actually took it to a furnace. And that's, that's what I think what happened too. So 
Yep. Crazy, crazy, really good, good movie. And based on that true story of Jimmy Hoffa and, and Frank Sheeran and Russell Buffalino and all that, the mafia, man, it's nuts. Give Ray so, Romano the Academy Award right now. Oh, please. What a guy. I just, I love Anyways, Ray. I think that's, I, <laughs> I know he played you a good job. What, what, was he the attorney? Was he the attorney? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was his lawyer. What was he? Okay. He was Frank's lawyer. Yeah. He was everyone's lawyer. Basically, the mafia. Yeah. Um, and then, like, so yeah, I think that's there, it. Yeah, it. For Take 61, or you got some more stuff? Take 61? No, I was just going to say it's, you know, it, Russell, Martin Scorsese has been making movies for like 40, 50 years now, and he's still got it, man. He's still yeah. making edgy movies. He's still making like great movies. That make you think, and they're, they're such fun stories to be a part of. And he's like 80 years old, and he has not skipped a beat, and I love it. I, what, a, what a great year for movies 2019 is. Oh, it has been We might, we might have to rank movies of the, like, of the 2010s, what has been the best decade. Stop. I'm in. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, new segment coming out soon, end of the year. Uh, 2019, your tweet said, I, I don't, it's kind of hard to disagree with you. This has been one of the best years this decade for movies. It might be the yep. best. Ooh. It really has been. Ooh. Um, oh. Anyways, go see Marriage Story, The Irishman, Ford versus Ferrari, maybe, but definitely see those two. They're on Netflix. I think everybody has Netflix. Let's be real. Yes. So get to it. Um, other than that, wow, we'll be back next week. Star Wars in two weeks. Yes. Next week, we'll probably give you like a, Jumanji slash award season catch up take. We'll do something like that. Maybe we'll do a little bit of both. Yeah, I need to go see Parasite. I gotta get to it. You need to, dude. It's it's, it's one of the great. It's just it's so unique. You you've never seen a movie like it. It's amazing. Yeah, I cannot. And I want to see. Um, gosh, Clint Eastwood, Richard oh, Jewell. Oh, Richard Jewell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Comes out. So a lot of a lot of good little movies coming out. Yeah, no, it's been so, a great year. We're, we're coming has. up on the end. Thank you, everyone, again, who listens, who supports us. We honestly couldn't be here without you. We, we appreciate it every single time that we say it. We love all of our sweets, and we are so grateful for you guys. All I just want to say is stay sweet. Sweet. Sweet.